You're listening to Soul Talk, conversations with fascinating people on their relationship with spirituality. I'm your host, Holly Azapati. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Talk. And we're mixing it up this week, my loves. This week, I will be chatting with Jess about a very personal experience that has happened in her life. But for the sake of recording and for the sake of protecting identities, we have actually changed her name. So, Jess, firstly, does it feel weird that I'm referring to as a name that is not yours? (laughs) Uh, Slightly. Slightly. Yeah. (laughs) How are you feeling joining the podcast this week, my love? Because I know it's a very sensitive subject for many people, yourself included. Yeah, um, I'm definitely nervous. I, but I also feel like it's this is a good good time to be talking about this. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I'm ready. It's You're it's ready. something that I've wanted to kind of open up about for for a while. Um, in the form of being able to help other people. So yeah. So let's do it. Before we dive into that piece, though, I'm curious, what is inspiring you at the moment? Um, I would say I'm currently doing a, um, a coaching program for the college um, and that's probably been my biggest inspiration at the moment. Just the students that I've got on that, on that program have been, yeah, teaching me, um, inspiring me. It's been, it's been a massive learning curve and I've loved every minute. So you're a coach and you, it sounds like, are inspired by the work you get to do in the world. Has that always been the case for you? Definitely not. (laughs) 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 I, so yeah, I'm, I'm a yoga teacher and coach and Mm. I was working in the corporate world much like yourself, <laughs> um, yeah. in the corporate world for a while, and then moved into personal training, and then felt like that was a bit of a miss as well. Um, it just wasn't quite aligning. And then I found, um, had found my path onto yoga, and realized just how much I was able to help people through through yoga and coaching, and that that also helped me with my journey as well. What is it about helping people that matters most to you? Like, because it's a very noble path that you're taking, yoga teacher, coach, underneath that all is a desire to help. Why does helping people matter to you? Mm, good question. I, I've always been passionate about it. Like I was in the hospitality industry before I started working in, in the health and wellness world and Honestly, I, I used to love, you know, serve, being of service to people, even if it was just to serve their food or serve their coffee. And that, you know, it's, I think it, it was, it was such a simple act. And I used to love, you know, putting a smile on people's face, chatting with people. Like I love talking to people and getting to know them. And so that's always been, there's always been that passion around that. And I think, I know what it feels like to have someone reach out and help me in times of, you know, when it was when I've needed it the most or when I haven't realised I've needed it the most. And there's just, and that's the, I want to pass that feeling on to other people. I want to be able to. I love that. 
Yeah, I want to be able to do that support for people. I love, I love how you described it as the ability to pass a feeling on. What are the feelings that in your life you hope you leave people with, be it your clients, your friends, your partners? Like what are the feelings that matter most for you in life? Mm, I think it's, gosh, that, that feeling of deep connection and just mm. being understood and loved mm. and heard and seen I think, yeah, they're definitely the feelings that I value most and that I hope to create in people and that feeling of empowerment. I think we very much live in a society now where it's people feel like they need to turn to others to get advice on how they're feeling and Mm -hmm. understand how they're reacting to something or what the help that the the particular help that they need um you know we've we've completely really disconnected from our own our own body our own spirit um and I think I hope to create that space and that reconnection to that deeper meaning for people that deeper self um you know and it's something that I'm constantly working on creating within myself is that okay what does my body feel what do I need from this situation what do I need in this moment right down to am I hungry am I not hungry (laughs) yeah totally like a level of intuitive knowing I guess and self-awareness yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jess for someone so incredibly self-aware who has done so much work clearly on herself who is of service to others it may feel a little um disjointed to listeners to kind of understand well why is it that you'd be jumping on a podcast with a fake name feeling really fearful can you explain in your own words why there is that level of fear around showing up as who you are right now Mm. so I, um, so I was in a relationship with, um, with a married man and that is basically the reason why Mm I have this, um, this feeling of, I guess, shame, guilt, nervousness around talking about openly about this, um, we so we had at the start of our relationship we were and we were together for about two years and at the start of our relationship for the first few months of it um we basically were having this affair and I didn't I guess it's just been it's been a long journey to really come to terms with the fact that I'm not a horrible person um Mm -hmm. And that I didn't set out to break a marriage and that really trying to find, really get to know myself and find out the reasons why that all unfolded the way that it did um, mm-hmm. and to not hold on to, I guess, any shame or guilt from that and try and forgive myself for that. I find it incredibly brave of you to jump on and share in a way that is so open. Uh, I understand the, the experiences you've gone through and I also understand that there will be many people listening to this who find this an incredibly triggering and polarising topic and that is 
absolutely to be understood. What I would ask listeners to do is actually try, if you can, to reserve judgment. And I feel like that is the conversation to be had here, Jess. It's, we've spoken about this off the podcast. It's like hearing the side of the other woman and actually giving her story some light because she or he, you know, are often cast as this, this, this evil person. And there are often times where it, there's so much more to it than that. Is that, has that been the experience that you've had? Definitely. Most definitely. I think what I, and this is going to come, this is going to sound so weird, I think, but what I have found is that people who know me, who really know me have said, said their piece and have obviously um, given me, given me their opinions on the, on the subject. And like you said, it is, it is quite triggering and it's quite polarizing, but they've always loved me unconditionally, mm-hmm. friends, family, people I've shared the story story with even after getting to, getting to know them. Mm. Anyone outside of that, of course, quick to judge, quick to, um, yeah, quick to judge the situation and, and judge who I am as a person. Um, and that's, like you said, it's understandable. It is quite a polarizing topic. Um, but I think what I've learned is, and I had, um, listened to a podcast, um, with Oprah, actually, she was doing an interview with Eckhart Tolle Mm. And they were talking about how people, other, other people. And so it's easy for us to kind of, it's easy for us to put people into boxes and say, you know, and un- dehumanize them and other yes. them. Yes. And I think that sort of understanding that from other people's perspective, that it is so easy for them to, or for other people to, um, to judge a situation just by, you know, the details of what's happened without actually knowing the people, um, knowing their personal stories, knowing their past traumas, knowing, what, you know, what drove them to, to make decisions that they've made in any given situation. And I think having that understanding has really allowed me to go, I have no control over this situation People are going to make their judgments the way that they, um, the way that they want to, and you know, also understanding my like also understanding my own judgments that I pass on others. It's like, hold on, no, I'm I'm just this is what I'm doing. I'm putting them in a box when, in actual fact, they have a past, they have traumas, you know, they have experiences that have led them to come to a point where they've made a decision where in my eyes may be wrong, but in their eyes was the best thing that they needed to do at the time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Before this occurred in your life, what was your opinion on infidelity? (laughs) I had such a strong opinion on it. It Tell me what it was. It was like cheaters are always going to be cheaters. You know, how could a woman do that to someone else? That's disgusting. I was... I had very strong opinions and then I've been put in that situation and it's like, hmm, right. (laughs) So how did that change? How did you go one day from being like, 
cheaters gone cheat and absolutely would never, ever even cross my mind to being caught up in this really challenging situation. What what landed you in that space? Mm, God, this is, this is such a hard question to unpack because there were so many things that looking back on it now and now that I've done the work and actually sat with myself and asked myself these hard questions like, what what drove you to this point? Mm. Um, for me personally, and this is going to look different for everyone, but for me personally, it was a lack of self-worth that I wasn't conscious of and it was a lack of self-love that, again, wasn't conscious of. Um, I think it almost, it was such um it was almost like all this stuff was happening underneath the surface hmm. that was driving these reactions and, you know, not saying no when I needed to say no and really um, facing my actions and going, hold on, Jess, you're putting yourself in, a, in the wrong position here. This, is the, yeah. this isn't a good, good position. Mm. Um, and I think not, yeah, not being aware of all of that led to led to the choices that I was making because at the time what I was doing was going for instant self-gratification. It was going for, well, this feels good right now and I wasn't thinking of the consequences at all. Like, mm. no, not, not considering it at all. Also mixed with this, you know, this fight within me that was like, I don't don't say no because you don't want to upset him. You don't want to, you know, don't want to make the situation worse for him. Like I was constantly putting everyone else's needs in front of my own and not, again, not sitting with those decisions because I just didn't, I didn't want to face the, the turmoil and the trauma that had created almost like this demon within me that was, you know, just acting out and, reaching for, for love and worth from other people. And that's what I was mm. on to. Um, and so I think it's, you know, it, again, it's so easy to judge a situation from the outside, which is what I had done all my life. You know, I've had friends, I've had um, family members who have gone through, who have gone through cheating. And it, you know, that was something that actually surprised me the most, just a bit of a side note is that, this affects so many people and you mm. don't realise it until you start talking about it because this is, you know, people sweep it under the rug. People don't want to, people don't want to speak of their infidelities. They don't want to speak about the trauma that they've gone through. And that's like, again, understandable. Um, but when you start talking about it to other people, it's like, oh, I actually went through something quite similar or I have a friend that went through something quite similar. Why do you feel, Jess, that it's so unspoken. Why are people uncomfortable to talk about this? I think it's a goes back to religion, you know, across most religions, especially Christianity, which is what I've grown up with. It's, mm. you know, it's one of the Ten Commandments. Mm. So I think that that definitely plays plays a role. It's also the fact that you know, we live in a society that very much favours monogamy and, you know, it um, it frowns upon anything outside of that. 
And that, that goes with everything. If it's not part of society's vision, if it's not part of the way that we work, like it's frowned upon. It's, mm. oh, no, there's something wrong with mm. it. And look, I don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here from a position of going, you know, oh, well, we should have multiple partners and all that. Like I believe in, I do believe in monogamy. I do, I do believe that, you know, you find someone and you're with that person. But I also think that there's just, there's, there's something there that we're not, we're not actually talking about or we're not actually addressing. I don't know. I absolutely understand what you're saying here, Jess. It's just because something's been away for a long time doesn't mean that it should be that way forever, right? Like when do we start to question societal norms? I guess what listeners are going to be feeling or thinking is, yes, but there were two people who were committed to one another and this is the story, by the way. This isn't my projection. I just, I'm just preempting what they're going to be thinking. You came in and you did that. What do you have to say to those people? I mean, you're right. Black and white. Yeah, that's how it how it happened. There were two mm-hmm. people, and I, I was the third. However, there is. There are reasons which are all shades of grey that don't get spoken about, and I think I think it's very easy to project onto our insecurities onto other people. So, and I'm trying to I'm trying to be careful with my words here, but it's fine. You're under a fake name. No I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I guess you know I I kind of I do have a belief that no one first of all no one's owned by anyone everyone's got free will second of all people I mean people who are in a happy relationship and I quote quotation mark that (laughs) happy relationship will not go searching for love from other people. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't believe that. And I think, so off, off the bat, it's easy to go, you were that third person, but you, you're discounting, discounting all the shit that was going on underneath the surface, the stuff that wasn't spoken about, the, the traumas that they, they've had in their relationship, the traumas that I've had in my life you know, how that all that created this perfect storm for for this affair and, you know, it's no and no one's going to hear this story as well. That's the thing. Like I'm not going to, I don't, number one, I don't think that it needs to be told to everyone. But number two, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go around telling the story to absolutely everyone and explaining myself to absolutely everyone. Cause it's not like, that's, it's not my responsibility to do that. I don't like it just, yeah, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to do that. And it's not my responsibility of how people think. Mm-mm. You know, I, I went through a very long phase of thinking that I needed to show people the guilt that I felt. I needed to show people the shame that I felt because I, that's, that's how I felt and I didn't, and I felt so shameful of being 
labelled the other woman and being labelled this horrible person that's come and split this marriage up when in actual fact that wasn't the reality of the situation, um, you know, I, and I I can't go back and, and, and talk about all the conversations that were had leading up to these moments and I just think before you, going back to your question, before you, before you judge a situation, really sit back and, you know, what might help is, okay, what are the mistakes that I've made in life that people would judge harshly on this? What are the mm-hmm. mistakes that, I've, um, that I may, may regret that people would look back on and go, that, that was the worst thing you could ever do? Was mm-hmm. that, were you doing the best that you could in that time? Do you look back on that now and go, oh, yes, but all of these things led up to that point? Like it's just that, that empathy piece and it's that, that take, a, take a moment to pause before you, before you do judge. And mm-hmm. you know, having gone through this, it is very much what I do now. Like, yeah. And that's, I think, from this whole experience, as much as it was a traumatic ordeal, I'm grateful that it happened because – I've become a more compassionate person. I've become a more non non-judgmental person and I'm a more understanding person. I I think that I, you know, nothing nothing like scares me now. Nothing um nothing surprises me when people tell me of their story. It's like it's like it's fine. You're it's human. Life. Exactly. Yes. It's life. You're not like you're not going to go through this world perfectly. No, it's impossible. And you spoke to this perfect storm piece, which is to be human is to be messy. And anyone sitting on the top of their throne thinking that they've never fucked up in their lives, I'm sorry, it's just not true. And I've got to say, Jess, the reason that I found it um, important to share this story is in my years and years and years of sitting opposite mainly women, the amount of women that have come to me in a shame and guilt spiral in the position that you have been in and felt that they could not turn to anyone in their lives because they were so low, they were so harshly judging themselves, they couldn't believe what they'd gotten themselves into and they just wanted help and to have the people closest to them cast judgment, to have strangers cast judgment, to be so alone in that. For me, there are very, very few things that people could do that are unforgivable. And it's not that I'm sitting here going, yeah, go have affairs. Absolutely not. But it's like before we jump to that quick judgment, check in with where that person is at because there's humanity underneath it all. And that matters far more to me than self-righteousness, I guess. 100%. So for you, Jess, you, you've spoken a couple of times to the guilt and the shame spiral, and I know you, you do the work, you've done the work, you know that guilt and shame are the lowest energetic vibrations that anyone can possibly feel. Were you feeling them constantly and how did you shift them? Yeah. I mean, even now I can feel it like getting deeper into this conversation, like my whole body starts shaking because it's, yeah. It, it's still like it's still something that I hold on to. It's a it's it's a piece of me that I still haven't healed completely. Yeah. Um. In the first, I like looking back. I don't even know how the hell I pushed through all that. I think they very much played 
on each other, this, mm-hmm. you know, being the other woman, it's like you don't, you don't get to be upset. You don't get to, you don't get to feel, feel like, yeah, you should feel guilty, but you don't get to wallow in that guilt. You know, you, like, you're the one that, you're the one that's come out on top here. And it's like. You chose this. I can imagine yeah, it would just be, yeah. like, you chose this, you did this. So you made your bed, so lie in it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And I think that's what, in a way, that's what kind of kept me going. At the same time, I'm holding on to all this shame and guilt, didn't know how the fuck I was meant to deal with it, didn't know, like, what what to do. What ended up happening, so at the time this all happened, I lost my faith in God because I thought, well, that's it, I'm going to hell. Like, I'm, like, I've... I've, All of a sudden, yeah. Yeah, I've, um, I've, you know, gone against one of the Ten Commandments. How can I, like... (laughs) <laughs> literally thought to myself that if I walked into a church, I was going to burst into flames. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, so had this real twist, not twisted, but had this disconnected relationship with God then. <clears throat> and then um, started doing my yoga teacher training. And what I, like that was <clears throat> a very, very much a, you know, for a whole year, it was based around self-reflection and it was asking yourselves the hard questions and it was doing this, like, doing this deep work. And, you know, I, that I think is what helped me pull through because had I not, had I not really asked myself, where did this decision come from? Why did I put myself in this decision? Why did I put myself in this situation? what was this perfect storm that I created? Had I not gone through that process, I would not, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, I haven't fully 100% forgiven myself. There, There is still a dark part of me that I just can't seem to, or I have trouble facing. Mm. Um, but in saying that, I've come in contact with her numerous amounts of times and it's like, we're not, we're just not ready for that yet. But I've dealt with a lot of other dark sides of my psyche that, you know, and questioned and and found the answers to and healed those parts and, you know, pretty much accepted those parts. And, yeah, had I not not done all the work, had I not done the questioning, the self-reflection and all of that, then would not have made it through. And as much as it was hard and as much as it, you know, I had real dark times, I come out of the ashes, you know. Mm. And Phoenix rising. Yeah. And and I've come out the other side and I've gone, thank fuck that I went through all that because I'm I'm a better person than I was three years ago. One hundred percent better person than what I was. What advice would you offer anyone listening to this who is the other, the other woman, the other man, the other person? or maybe they've just come out of an experience where they were the other, what would your advice be for them? (laughs) The first thing that came to mind was deal with your shit. (laughs) (laughs) Trust that. How do they deal with their shit, Jess? What do they do? It's take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Take responsibility for your actions. This is no one else's fault. 
this is not all on you either. You know, no. people, are, people have a role to play. So actually, first of all, you're not a bad person. Mm-hmm. You're on, 100% you're not a bad person. Understand that there are things that have had to happen for you to get to this point and that's what you need to backtrack and, and look at the steps that have, that have caused this reaction. I, for me personally, like I went back to childhood as most people would do Um, and, you know, discovered things in my childhood that created this low self-worth and low self-love that I've then taken on through a lot of my, a lot of my life Mm -hmm. up until this point and up until, up until that point that, you know, this relationship developed and then from there, had that not happened, I wouldn't have done the work then to, to start healing that and to start, you know, yeah, um, healing, all, healing all of those traumas. I think also realising that not every situation is the same. You know, everything happens for a reason and sometimes you had to come into that person's life to get them out of a relationship that they weren't, they weren't fully themselves in, that they weren't aligned with mm. the world to to get them out of that. And I know that that sounds like a very much, do I want to say self-righteous kind of, you know, oh, you were the you were the hero in the story. Like, no, not that's not what I'm No, you were the catalyst yeah. for change. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're the catalyst in other people's lives. Exactly. Exactly. Now, me and my ex, we're, like, we're not together anymore and that's been a difficult thing as well because it's almost like, well, all of this shit happened and what, you didn't stay together and that's been a hard thing to, to come face-to-face with for both of us. Yeah. Um, and that's where I kind of, like, it's okay to take solace in those small things. Yes. And the fact that you may have just been the catalyst, like you said, to 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 disrupt this 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 journey that was just it wasn't going anywhere or it just whatever it was, it like it yeah. What would you say to the woman or the man listening to this whose partner is caught up in infidelity or has been in the past? So they are looking at the other and obviously feeling a whole spectrum of emotion, which is warranted. What would you say to them? Yeah, um, I feel for you. Mm. It's, I feel like I can't, I can't comment the way, I, I, I haven't been in that situation. I can't say that I understand what you're going through because I, I don't. And I do, I do feel for you. It's not, you know, it's not an easy thing to go through. Having only seen it through the eyes of, you know, being the outsider on other people who have who have been in their shoes. But I think from from what I've learnt, it's that taking responsibility piece. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not like we sort of touched on before. We're not. We're not sitting on our thrones, the perfect person with no responsibility, and we've we haven't done we haven't done the hurting. We've you know we're the, we're perfect. There's actually um, I I follow uh, this 
PT on Instagram who's um, over in America and he one day put up on his story how we're not, we're, we are not the perfect person and we're not the saint. We're also not the sinner. So we, we play a role. We play both those mm. roles in everyone's life. You know, like we may be perfect to some people, but we've probably done some shit to other people that we're not even aware of and we've like, you know, triggered some other people or we've, you know, stepped on some toes and like we're going to be the devil in other people's lives. We just, and we cannot help that. But what you can help is just take responsibility for, for your own shit, for your own actions, for, okay, what role have I played in this situation because you have played a role in some way. I'm not saying that it's your fault. I'm not saying that, you know, you need to take responsibility for for the whole situation, but just take a step back and have a look, okay, what role, what role did I play here? Mm. Mm. Because that's the only, that's the only action that you can ever take responsible for, right? Is the action that you have taken. You actually can't take responsibility for anyone else's action and therefore shouldn't feel any level of embarrassment, guilt or shame associated with the action of a partner who is straight or anybody else because it reflects on them, not on you. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Jess, you mentioned that there was a time on your path where you were scared to walk into church because you might burst into flames. What's your relationship like now with God? Have you had a turnaround and how did that happen? Yeah, I'm glad you asked this question. So I now don't associate with any religion. I Mm. don't believe in religion. I believe in spirituality and I believe in this divine light, this divine spirit that touches absolutely everything. And so my relationship now is that I, I do believe in, I do believe that there's a God. I do believe that, you know, I believe in the universe and I believe in this um, divine being. I, in terms of names, I refer, refer to this being as, as the universe. And that's like just, it, that feels natural for me. I think still that there's this, um, you know, when I say God, I still get this, image of this man on a cloud and it's just not what (laughs) I get that image but I don't feel aligned with it Um, so I believe it it just runs through absolutely everyone and everything and that's that's what I connect with Um, and how I got there was was through my yoga teaching you know Mm. the philosophy around yoga it doesn't align with any religion it can be it can be um, adopted by any any religion or any belief and it's just this universal language that really spoke to me um, and and can I think can speak to anyone um, mm. it's yeah and I think also just you know reading more more books around around spirituality um, Actually, it's one that you recommended to me and it's The Conversations with God. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, Um, absolutely love that book and that really shifted a lot for me. 
Yeah, it's a game changer. Read to the listeners. If you have not read Conversations with God, highly, highly recommend. Powerful one. I remember when you read that and you were like, oh, my God, and I was like, I know. (laughs) So, Jess, what I find really powerful about your journey and we're going back to the beginning here where you've got this deep-seated desire to help, is that you have the intention to take what you've been through and to help others who are going through that. How is that going to look, do you feel? Mm, I think this conversation has been a good step in that direction. Yeah. I think I still... There's, there's still shame and guilt that I hold on to because I've held myself back on having conversations, even like I mentioned before, I'm doing this coaching group and there's been um, a few times where I could have lent into this, this discussion but I've just been so fearful of I don't know if people are going to, if it's going to hit. I don't mm-hmm. know if people are going to resonate with this. I really fear that judgment. Mm. Um, so I think there's, there's still a little bit of work to do there. Mm. Um, but I also see it in some ways that I have helped now, you know, with one-on-one conversations that I've had with people. Um, you know, it's, I, and without even realizing people are like, you know, I just don't feel judgment from you. And I, I know that I don't put that, like I, I obviously have that intention, but it's like they, they hundred percent, they feel that energy and it amazes me every time. Cause it's like, it's not me saying, Oh, by the way, there's no judgment here. It's like, just in your vibration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do hope to have these group discussions, um, with, with both men and women to, to help them. You know, I can only speak from my perspective and my experience. Cool. And I feel people relate the most when when you can do that. People are like mm. totally because it's all, it's like I'm not the other now. I'm human just like you, and you connect with that. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd love to run run uh, groups on on this topic, particularly um, and around shame and guilt. Yeah, it's so needed and. I can't wait for the day that you're able to share this podcast with your actual name and then it will come. It will come because this is your work. I see it. And to any listener listening to this now going, oh, my God, I'm not alone. Oh, my God, I've been carrying this guilt and shame. Like like they're the people that you're doing this for. And, and just as likely there will be people listening to this going, can't relate, don't understand, I'm judging you right now. And also, absolutely, that's okay. This is just about us taking a step back and going, whoa, look at all these sides. And there are many, many people who are sitting as other feeling unhuman. <laughs> that's not a word, but I'm making it up. And, <laughs> and you're your work and the, the potential for this work is so important. So I, for one, am a big supporter and advocate and I do want to thank you for coming on the show today because I know personally how big a deal this is and it's a testament to the work that you've done on yourself. So please don't think that that's unnoticed, my love. Like I just adore you and yeah, you're a good person, you're a fucking good person and you're going to change the world and 
zero judgment for mistakes you've made, I've made, the listeners have made. We're all doing our best, right? It's all love. 100%. Yeah. To wrap the app up, Jess, (laughs) so I can go back to calling you your normal name. (laughs) What is on your heart right now? What does intuition want to share? Any final words on anything at all? I think just be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Really, really, really start to shine a light on that awareness piece. It's something that has helped me, you know, through this whole experience and through this whole journey. I don't be afraid to look at your shit. Don't be afraid to sit in it. Don't be afraid to um, to feel those emotions and feel that discomfort and just do what you do what you can to to shine that light shine that light on it beautiful thank you for being on the show beautiful beautiful woman thank you so much thank you listener how are you feeling this is one of those episodes that i know is going to be incredibly polarizing There are going to be those of you listening to this feeling seen and heard for the first time in a long time, perhaps. You've been given permission to release some shame or guilt you've been carrying for being labelled as, inverted commas, other in your life in whatever way that has taken. There are going to be some of you that are angry and that are really frustrated listening to this side of a story where perhaps you've been in a relationship that has really grappled with this and perhaps it's a really difficult concept for you to understand. And I know from where I'm sitting, before I dove into this work at all, I was very quick to judge when it came to affairs and infidelity. I was the type of person that would say, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. And, uh, you know, I would never, ever do that to a person or whatever it is, you know, all of these stories that we create and carry with us based on our own life experiences, our family upbringings, our personal relationships and all these things. And I'm not here to say that, you know, infidelity or or marital affairs or affairs in relationship are, are good and acceptable or bad. What I am aiming to do with this episode is illustrate how when we other anybody for a choice, a decision they've made, it comes from a place of judgment and not compassion. And that's okay. If you're sitting in judgment now and you want to be in that position, that is fine. Sit with it, honor that, good for you. That's okay. Uh, But what I would invite you to curiously sit with is your natural response to judge can you invite in some more compassion? Can you recognize that we are all doing the best we can with what we know in the situations that we've and the cards we've been dealt? And the reason that I can so freely sit in this position now is that I really have sat with countless men and women who are carrying guilt and shame stories, being outcast, shamed and othered by loved ones and strangers alike because of potentially not the greatest choices they've made. Maybe they have been the greatest choices for themselves. It's not my place to judge. And that's the thing, I guess. Where is it your place to judge and where is it your place to give love and compassion despite despite your personal experience, um, experiences and stories? It's a tricky one and it's not one I have figured out, that's for sure. 
I'd be interested to hear your perspectives. Uh, as always, we can kick things off in, in the Facebook group and over on Instagram to hear what you think. Uh, regardless of all of our personal opinions, I do want to again commend Jess for her bravery in showing up and sharing this story, knowing that it is going to be a polarizing conversation, but showing up for the people it's going to help regardless. That's courage in my opinion. And Jess, I'm so grateful for you. Big love. You've been listening to Soul Talk with Holly as a party. Enjoyed today's app? Remember to share, subscribe, and leave a little rating if you like what you heard. And join us over on Facebook. Just search Soul Talk with Holly as a party. Until next time.